Rick Jensen. On 1150 AM, 101.7 FM, WDEL. Last night, State of the Union Address. Today, we talk about it. Talk in text, 302-529-1017. Jane Brady, former state attorney general, former Superior Court judge, currently the chair of the Republican Party, and most recently successfully defended the Delaware State Constitution and all of us Delawareans against the current attorney general, who is trying to defend uh, the Democrats' uh, unconstitutional voting scheme. So, Jane, thanks for doing that, and thanks for being on. Well, thanks for having me, Rick. Appreciate okay. It. Oh, so, so we have a good phone connection. Okay, very, very yes, good. So, so um, what's your reaction to last night's State of the Union? Well, uh, two, two overriding thoughts. One was more government spending, more government spending, more government spending. You know, if we're not already doing it, uh, we'll do it. If we're already doing it, we'll do more. And uh, we just don't need more federal government in our lives. We need less. The second thing was that it was mostly rhetoric. I mean, he offered no solutions. Apart from the fact that he got the number of fentanyl deaths a year off by about a third, it's way higher than 70,000. Um, he didn't talk about how he could fix that. And it's really easy to fix, you know. I mean, it's not easy, but it's really, uh, there's a lot of policies that you could put in place that would fix that and secure the border. Most of it's coming across the border. And uh, we should be monitoring that much better. So, um, so what 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 are the what are the things you think we should be doing to minimize fentanyl deaths in this country? The the fentanyl deaths. Yeah, well, a couple of things. First, we should be monitoring every transaction that comes out of China to a private individual. So we have that, uh, and to uh, companies. So we have the recent bust in Houston where they got big big. Um, deliveries from China of integral ingredients to create the fentanyl. They were uh, laced pills of Oxycontin and other things they were making there. But also, we should be um, securing the border, which means that by reducing the number of people that are able to cross over the border and the regularity with which we can manage that, the people who are supposed to be doing the patrol and criminal enforcement would be freed up to do that instead of babysitting. Uh, large numbers of people who come over who are then released into our country with no monitoring, no vetting, no screening at all, hardly. I mean, occasionally we catch somebody who's on the terror list, but I'm sure we don't catch them all. <clears throat> um, we have more getaways than that came across the border we, uh, illegally altogether uh, for three or four years ago. It's just crazy. Um, and so whether it's the border wall or you – um, create um, uh, a better uh, system for directing the uh, the people who want to come here illegally. So that, you, but you need to free up the people for criminal investigations. Um, where they're overloaded. I mean, if their senses aren't dulled by now, I don't know what would dull them. Gotcha. Um, I want to get back to number one: more governance spending. Because I saw yeah. some things yeah. last night that actually I think you could consider to be bipartisan. For example. Um, there, there seems to be some bipartisan support for having the government control how much insulin can cost. And I'd love to get your take on that. Well, I think that there, that's part of a bigger story about how we manage access to medications for government programs, right? Um, so the largest number of people that will be affected by that already are receiving some type of assistance. Um, and opening up to um, a uh, more transparent uh, way 
of knowing what things cost elsewhere and where you can buy medical products and medical prescriptions, I think is an important part of it. Um, everybody wants people to have life-saving care. Um, and we don't, I don't think anyone, Republican or Democrat or independent, wants to deny uh, life-saving medical care to someone who, uh, for instance, needs insulin. So making that more affordable is not a bad idea. Right. Opening They're... up and making it more transparent as to how much medical costs are. And so you can be, uh, there's competition and you can make sh- uh, choices about where you get that medication is also an important component. Do you think the government should be involved in the private sector of this? Because uh, I, I know there's a, gosh, I don't know how many uh, hundreds of thousands of kids uh, uh, with type 1 diabetes are using insulin. And uh, and what I've seen is that, indeed, it's true that it costs about 6 to $10 to make um, a dose of insulin, and they're charging uh, close to $200 for that. So do you think the, uh, the federal government should be involved in some way in that private sector, not just uh, Medicare? Well, I think you need to look at does that six to eight dollars that it costs now um, include recoupment of all the development and research that created the medication to begin with? Because in the private sector, um, if you're going to spend money to create a product that you're then able to bring to the market um, at um, a, a price that allows you to recoup your expenses, it may be that the price is more than the cost of making one now, mm-hmm. but it might be that they're $30 million or $30 billion in debt and on the negative side of that development uh, of the medication. And so I think when you're in the private sector, if you want people to exercise their ingenuity and their creativity and, and try and generate, which I think happens more frequently and also in better quality in the private sector. If you want to have competition to try and get to market, you need to allow them to recoup the cost of the development of the of the uh, drug. Gotcha. And so um, I don't know that the current production cost is equal to a number that if you uh, that should be the sale price because you need to consider that they at least have to recoup their costs. So you do feel then uh, that the government has a role and having some uh, some regulation over that in the private sector. I mean, we're talking about like a couple hundred thousand kids here. No. Yeah. Uh, what I'm saying is that in the private sector, you have to be responsive to the market. There will be no incentive. Unless the government covers the cost of development, which I don't know if I want them, you know, paying everybody who's looking for ways to fix the problem. Well, the no, no, because because then, then, you have to, then you have to appease your benefactors, and, and they may not be honest players. Right. Right. But unless they're willing to cover the costs of the development um, of the medication, then the company has to recoup it somehow. Mm-hmm. And so, no, I wouldn't be in favor of them regulating it. Um, so, But I am in favor of competition. So, for instance, when I was AG, uh, we had an instance where if you uh, develop a drug, you get a certain period of time, you have exclusive access to the market. And then the first generic drug that comes out is allowed to access the market exclusively for from the time they first marketed mm-hmm. for, I don't know, 18 months. It's shorter, much shorter than the original time frame. Well, we had people, uh, companies that had developed the drug paying the first generic not to market their product because it was the way the language was worded was from the first day they marketed it. Well, if you have, you don't know when that 
generics going to be developed. So that made sense, right, from a purist point of view, an honest point of view. But when the companies that developed the product were paying the first developer of the um, generic not to market it, no other generic could enter the market until they marketed theirs. And so it was a a fraudulent way of, of, of playing the rules. And uh, so we were able to, to change that uh, when I was in G. So but I think that competition is important. So you give them an exclusive access to the market, but then when the generics enter, they've got to be competitive with them, right? Yeah. And so the prices have to be more reflective of the market. They still need to recoup their money, which is why they're given exclusive access initially to the market so that they can try and recoup the cost of the development of the medication before generics are allowed to enter the market. That makes sense. You want people to be creative. You want them to look for ways to fix our health issues. Sure. And so that's why that bill is is fashioned that way. Uh, If you just tuned in, this is Jane Brady, chair of the Republican Party here in Delaware, former state attorney general, former Superior Court Justice. We're talking about the State of the Union last night. What else else did you notice that you want to talk about? Well, um, you know, people who have any common sense, and that's most of us, um, know that there are ways to fix problems like the gas prices. We're standing on more opportunity to bring gas prices down and be energy independent than any other country in the world. But they're acting like it's better to go and get dirty gas from some adversary, communist country, than it is to um, develop our own. And so while he talked about prices, he didn't talk about ways to bring them down. He didn't talk about solutions to the uh, to the uh, supply chain, uh, which has not been con- completely uh, regular, uh, fixed yet. He didn't talk about policies that would have an impact on fentanyl, on gas prices, on the supply chain. He talked about a lot of rhetoric. It was all a lot of rhetoric. Yeah. I mean, you look at the other thing, the other big issue I take away was he said he wanted to help the people who were forgotten, the overlooked, the invisible, right? And you know he's talking about minorities, predominantly Hispanic and African American. Well, when he supports the PRO Act, much like what John Carney just did with the uh, Project Labor Agreement Act uh, that was that he snuck into the mini-budget, um, the mini-bond bill, you know, you're hurting a lot of minorities who have small independent businesses. And um, so the, the PRO Act is not going to help them. It's just going to bring them into the union. This was not about helping invisible people. It was about enriching the unions. And yes. so it takes away the competition. It runs the price up. It takes away the independence and entrepreneurial spirit of these individuals who have their own small businesses. And then on top of that, if you decide to stay in small business, he's going to pour 87,000 more IRS agents in. And study after study shows they go after the low fruit, the people that can't fight back. Who's that? The little guy who's living job to job. So I just don't think he really is in his policies for the little guy at all. I, I agree. We, we've we've looked at the details of these policies from you know California's Assembly Bill Five, which put a million people out of work uh, when they put yeah. that through, and then they had the Governor Newsom saying, "Oh my gosh, we need uh, emergency executive orders," and then you had another 
uh, vote because they do have votes on initiative and referendum in California. And people, they, they, they scrubbed everything out of there except for a couple little pieces because they realized it cost people a million jobs in California. I said during the election before Joe was voted in that he wants to make this national and it's going to cost millions of jobs. People voted for him yeah. anyway, and you know, to your point, that's what's going that's what's gonna happen if it goes through. I have another question for you. So um, I asked this question of everybody listening. Do you think it's better uh, for the opposition to call out a president or anybody else who's speaking in a public forum live, or should they wait till the next day and uh, there, when there might be fewer people uh, listening? And 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 I make that point because last night that's what happened. Joe was either lying or misinformed. I don't know which. And uh, and Republicans said, no, 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 that's not true. So two questions. First of all, right. do you think they did the right thing in, in calling attention to the fact that he was not telling the truth? And second of all, do you think he was lying or just ill-informed? Well, I, I think it's hard with the exception. In the, technically, he wasn't lying because he knew there was one junior senator from one state who had made a proposal that would have impacted Social Security and Medicaid and Medicare, and he nobody endorsed it, nobody supported it, and it isn't even seeing the light of day in well, Congress. No, but so, Jane, Jane, I if I if I may, if, if I may, that proposal from Tim Scott simply said we look at all federal yes. programs, and they all have to sunset in five years, meaning that within four years or so. Congress has to debate whether to continue that policy. It wouldn't end anything. It would just continue the debating and well, as to whether or not they should vote to continue I it. I think it was Rick Scott. I think it, it was Rick Scott. It was, uh, and, um, I'm, I'm sorry, yes, the, Rick Scott of Florida, yes. Yeah, yeah, and I read through that. Um, but the language did um, cause a lot of concern, even though he didn't intend it to. And I think it could be uh, – so that's the only that's the only factual – basis to make that claim and to say some of you is a lie it was not some of them it was one person one Mm -hmm. time a year and a half ago that probably hurt some of our senator candidates um not we didn't have a senate race this year in delaware but probably hurt senate candidates um that's the that's the actual basis it could possibly be and um so but he knows that the republican party generally does not support that um, I think because this is such a huge issue, um, the immediate response was probably important, uh, maybe disregarded. I thought it was unprofessional, but mm-hmm. I think that um, under the circumstances, because tomorrow and, and the next day and today, uh, not nearly as many people will hear about it, I thought it was important. And, and uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders didn't address it, of course, in her speech because it wasn't part of what um, she was uh, necessarily going to be prepared to talk about. But um, I think um, that and, uh, letting people know that that's not quite right um, and, and that Republicans are not trying to take away the government programs that help senior citizens and really uh, poor people. Yeah, I, I, I know. I, I, I saw that. I thought, I don't know. Is he lying or is he just ill-informed? I don't know. I mean... You've been in Delaware well, politics for a long time. What, what do you think? Huh? I, I think I think they were intending to misrepresent the Republicans' position. That's what I think. And while calling for uh, think. for bipartisan 
you know, kumbaya, let's all get along. By the way, you're trying to destroy Social Security. Yeah, that worked. Hey, speaking of which, yeah. let's get us, yeah. as opposed to policy, I have a question about politics, and that's this. Um, yeah. how, how do you feel about Speaker Kevin McCarthy's behavior uh, while Joe was speaking, as opposed to former Speaker Pelosi's infamous temper tantrums? <laughs> yeah, she had yeah. temper tantrums no, and, and, and shredding papers and things. Um, I'd just like to get your thoughts on that. Yeah. I thought he was very appropriate and respectful. Um, he didn't clap every time. He didn't stand up every time. But he didn't, you know, stand there and roll his eyes or um, act in a way that was disrespectful of the office of the president. And mm-hmm. I think that's important. All right. Well, I appreciate your time. Um, I was shocked. Yeah. Well, hey, um, yeah. I wanted to say one more thing, Yeah. if you don't mind. Um, I thought there were two two more things, actually. One is Sandra, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I thought it was great when she said, I am the first woman to lead my state. And he is the first man to give his presidency over to a woke mob that can't even tell you what a woman is. I thought that was just such a great line because there's so much. It's, it's like wishing doesn't make it so. You know, you can't change the world to be what you want it to be all the time. You can't make gravity go up either. The other thing was I want to give you an update on FTX. You know, we called for the Democrat Party to return uh, several Yes, from the crypto criminal, the crypto criminal organization yeah. known as uh, uh, yeah. Sam Bankman Fried's FTX, yeah. and here in Delaware, Democrats took how much of the money? Uh, Twenty nine thousand, I think it was. Wow. Uh, around. Yeah. Um, but um, so the Democratic National Committee and the Democratic National Congressional Committee have both said they would return the money. Now I think the company is now in a trusteeship for its bankruptcy. So I saw Betsy Marin, the head of the Democrat Party at the State of the States Dress. I said, Betsy, give the money back. You know, I, I've known her for years. I hired her as a deputy when I was AG. Um, and uh, I know that there's a lawsuit pending to try and get the money back. But I call again on the Democrat Party in Delaware to give back the money that they got from Sam Brinkman and another uh, of the top three people at FTX, give that money Back to the victims, not back to yeah. the company, but back to the victims. That's right. You said put and it I into a trust, into a bank account, so the victims get the money. And by the way, right. Jane, I followed that's up upon your public call for that, and I haven't received any information from her yet. Did she respond to you? No, but I saw her at the state. They had issued a statement saying they were talking to their lawyers. And uh, so when I saw her at the state of the state, I said, that's to give the money back, you know, yeah. give it to the victims. And she said, we're talking to our lawyers. <laughs> um, so they've talked to their lawyers long enough. Let's get the money back, right? Good point. And, Jane, uh, I'd love to hear from either you or her on this program as to the final decision on that. So when you heard more about that, please let me know. Thank you very much for being on and calling in, Jane. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Oh, Absolutely. Uh, Jane Brady, chair of the Republican Party here in Delaware.